right, welcome to your monthly special bonus edition of Strong Words with Ian Strong. I'm your host, Ian Strong, and I'd like to thank you very much for joining me for another volume of Shot Glass Diaries that I do once a month here on the show, where I take one of the many shot glasses that I've collected from all over the world out of one of the four cabinets that I use to display them in my kitchen and tell the story of that trip. And today's volume despite being one of the shortest in the history of Shot Glass Diaries, is going to be an oldie and a goodie. I say that because Shot Glass Diaries is going to take us way back to one of the oldest in my collection that I've had for almost 20 years that I got in historic Colonial Williamsburg, Virginia. And I'll tell you all about the trip, the Shot Glass, and places that you should check out if you ever get the chance to go right after I give a quick shout-out to Rolling Acre for helping me present the rest of this volume of Shot Glass Diaries commercial-free. Rolling Acre, who I believe make the best-tasting CBD and CBG products on the market, have been sharing with me some very great benefits of using it beyond improving my quality of sleep every night because I take it before I go to bed. Rolling Acre's quality and potent product can help you. That's right, you listening right now who maybe need some help with improving your health, sleep patterns, appetite, or combating glaucoma, IBS, gluten allergy, or Huntington's disease. And they also make two flavors that your pets will love that will help them relax or treat their pain or anxiety and more. If you're ready to live brighter and try it for yourself, you can use the promo code STRONGWORDS at checkout and get $10 off your order right now. Just go to rolling-acre.com or at Rolling Acre on social media to learn more about the farm and shop their selection of full-spectrum 1,000-milligram tinctures. And don't forget to use the promo code STRONGWORDS at checkout to get $10 off. $10 off your order right now. Now let's travel back in time to Colonial Williamsburg in today's volume of... Shut! Glass! Diaries! For this Shot Glass Diary, which takes us to historical Williamsburg, Virginia, I thought that instead of just telling you about the trip, I would tell you about the city's significance, because honestly, this was just a day trip to visit and tour one of America's oldest cities, hailed as Virginia's colonial capital, and I went there sometime in my early 20s when my then-girlfriend's family went, because they had an uncle who lived in Newport News, Virginia, which is about 40 or so minutes from Williamsburg, but Williamsburg was on our way. And honestly, I don't really remember all that much about the trip and the tour, just basically like the bullet points of what makes it so significant. But I wanted to include this as a shot glass diary volume, not just due to the historical significance of the city, but because this may be my favorite shot glass of my collection. Well, Technically, I have two from Williamsburg, so you're getting a two-for-one deal on the shot glass diary. I did not get a two-for-one deal on the shot glasses, but I bought the first one, which contains pictures from Williamsburg and shows that the city was established in 1699 before I bought the one that I'm talking about, which may be my possibly my favorite in my whole collection as far as shot, the shot glass itself goes. The shot glass sits on what is essentially two pewter cannons which you can lay flat and pour you know, your liquid of choice into the shot glass, or you can flip the shot glass upside down, resting it on the lip of the glass itself, 
to show the two cannons on the bottom. And each side, front or back, shows the Williamsburg, Virginia engraving in such a way that you can display the shot glass glass up or glass down and still be able to read the city where I purchased it from. It's it's super cool. I love it. And as always, you can see pictures of these shot glasses on the social media pages for this show at Ian Strong Words. And I don't actually have any other pictures from this trip itself to put on the social media pages since this day trip took place before we had cameras on our cell phones. Sounds crazy, right? Believe it or not, back in my day, we didn't have these fancy doodads called smartphones. I'm, I'm pretty sure I was still rocking my old Nokia phone, playing Snake and typing texts in T9 without looking at the screen when I was on this trip. So whether you're a history buff or looking for a neat place to take an educational day trip with your kids and, and you're in the eastern Virginia area, you can visit and check out Williamsburg, Virginia. So let's get into the history of the place, and then I'll tell you some of the hot spots of places you can go there, and then I'll finish up with some personal recommendations of things that I liked about it. So you may have heard of Williamsburg, and if you have, you may not remember much about it, but it was actually the capital of the Virginia colony from 1699 until 1780, and it played a significant role in the American Revolution. Now, prior to the arrival of English colonists in Jamestown in 1607, Williamsburg was a Native American territory known as the Powhatan Confederacy. It was a heavily wooded area that had navigable rivers, and once English settlements started dominating the area in the 1630s, the natives began to abandon their villages, settle into remote locations, and actually occasionally attacked the colonists. So to protect themselves, the colonists built a stockade across the lake. And then the area that became Williamsburg was settled in 1638 and was actually called Middle Plantation for its high ground about halfway across the peninsula. Now, Jamestown, which was originally the capital of the Virginia colony until 1676, was actually burned down during what was called the Bacon's Rebellion. And then while Jamestown was being rebuilt, the governor then set up shop in Middle Plantation, which then sat as like the temporary quarters for the functions of that seat of government. Four years later, in 1698, the rebuilt state house in Jamestown burned down again, but this time it was by accident. So once again, the government temporarily relocated to Middle Plantation. But because of the better climate and the establishment of the College of William and Mary, students made a presentation to the house, and Middle Plantation became the permanent capital of the Virginia colony in 1699. After that, a village was laid out and Middle Plantation was renamed Williamsburg, in honor of King William III of England. And since its inception, as the capital started to grow, Williamsburg became home to many firsts in the United States. It was the first to have a canal built in the country in 1771. It housed the first psychiatric hospital in the mid-1770s. And during the American Revolutionary War, Williamsburg was host to some very important conventions. And it was during the Revolutionary War that the capital of Virginia was moved again, this time to Richmond, where it is now, because it was feared that the physical location of Williamsburg just made it too vulnerable to British attack due to its close proximity to the Atlantic Ocean. And then after the Revolutionary War, 
with the capital having been permanently located to Richmond, many of the principal businesses and activities of Williamsburg began to dissipate, but the city still remained very integral due to the college and the hospital. And it wasn't until the American Civil War that Williamsburg would see really any more significant history in regards to the United States of America, because the Confederate Army had pretty much depleted most of the student body of the college. The faculty voted to close the college during the conflict of the American Civil War, and it was primarily used as barracks and hospital for Confederate forces before later used for Union forces. The Williamsburg area saw combat in the spring of 1862, which you can read a plethora about if you're interested in the Civil War. But after the city fell to the Union in May of 1862, Union occupation lasted until about September of 1865, and in that time saw just a ton of damage done to the communities and college and hospital of the area. The only real things to note prior to the 20th century was that the College of William and Mary became a state school in 1886, and then about 20 years after the Civil War, about six train stations were built in Williamsburg and the surrounding area to help with passenger travel and shipping for local farmers. And a lot of colonial restoration has taken place in Williamsburg over the last hundred or so years, so much so that a lot of the downtown area was intentionally built and updated to celebrate the early history of America. It did this with the intended design to attract like modern children and a more better interpretation of the African-American experience in the town, and today is actually considered Virginia's best tourist attraction based on attendance. It's been home to political debates, the G7 Summit, and hosted the country's bicentennial celebration in 1976. Civil War buffs visited as part of the historic triangle in the Civil War, beginning with the Battle of Williamsburg. And the place offers so many things like tours by costumed interpreters, horse-drawn carriage rides, world-class dining, a haunted Williamsburg ghost tour, a a really famous art museum, and just so much more. You can explore Colonial Williamsburg and dine in the Colonial Taverns. And today... Downtown Williamsburg recreates the colonial times in their original locale, often in like their original buildings. And if not in their original building, they've been meticulously rebuilt or restored on their original sites. I can't stress enough that going to this town isn't just a historical trip down memory lane that'll feel like a, like a class field trip. Bush Gardens is there, which I have a shot glass from and will be a part of of another shot glass diary down the road. It's an amazing theme park and water park that's located in Williamsburg. But one of the coolest facets of this historical town is that if you walk down this restored area, you'll meet people dressed in 18th century clothing and engaged in the everyday life of more than two centuries ago. It's like walking through a renaissance fair of colonial times. It was in this downtown area that I actually picked up this Canon-style shot glass in one of their many shops. It's such an attraction that you can't actually enter any of the historic buildings or gardens without a ticket, and there may even be some streets that are restricted to ticket holders for some of the many costume parades and reenactments. But you can go to the Governor's Palace, you can visit the George White House, which was where George Washington's headquarters was set up before the British siege of Yorktown. You can also visit some of the settlements. I can't just undersell just how much there is to do there. 
So much so that as I'm telling you this right now, I'm actually thinking I should go back and rediscover this place for myself since it's not really that far from where my younger sister lives right now. And, and because I don't remember too much about this particular trip in which I got these shot glasses, I do remember that what definitely made an impression on my memory was that downtown area where people still dress and live in the times of the 18th century, like I mentioned before. And honestly, if I haven't told you enough at this point to sell you on checking this place out someday, there's tons of information online that might do a better job. Either way, it was a cool trip, and I got... These awesome shot glasses, one of some of the oldest in my entire collection because of it. I hope you all enjoyed today's volume of Shot Glass Diaries. As always, if you'd like to see a pic of these very cool shot glasses, head over to my social media pages at Ian Strong Words to do that. Don't forget to like, follow, or subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, if you haven't already, please leave me a rating and write me a review. I'm looking to get a huge guest in the future who just wants to see those numbers go up a little bit higher. So if you could do that, I'd greatly appreciate it. And if you could take the time to share my social media posts, it's truly the best way you can support the show and spread the strong words. So that'll do it for today's episode of the show. But come back next week as I'll be doing a very special and intimate sit down with my friend Tish, who you may remember as one of the mental health professionals who helped me in that episode last year. This time, Tish and I are going to be talking about addiction and sobriety as we help to draw a little awareness and help here in Addiction Awareness Month. I'll be sharing some stories of my own, as well as asking Tish about some of her experiences as a mental health professional as well. So, Tish returns to the show next week to help me talk about addiction and sobriety, but in the meantime and in between time, as I say every episode, stay safe out there, spend a little time every day doing something that you love, and if you got something to say, keep your words strong. How strong? Ian Strong.